We're going to be learning in Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, the second piece in Hilchos Masa HaKarbanos. This is Perak Yud Gimel, Halacha Yud Beis. And this is a short but nice piece where Rab Chaim tries to explain some of the differences between the Karban Mincha, which is the flour offering. It does not have meat, it comes from flour, versus the regular offerings, which came from an animal and had to sprinkle the blood. The Rambam is describing some of the halachas of the Karban Mincha, and he writes, If the Kohen grabs the flour and puts it into two different vessels, so there was a special way that the Kohen had to take the flour called Kamitza, if he does that into two vessels of the Beis HaMikdash, So that is not sanctified, and he has to re-sanctify them, the implication being that he has to combine that flour into one vessel and then it will become sanctified. Now, this basic halacha, that the flour does not become sanctified unless it's in one vessel, but if it's spread out over two vessels, it will not be sanctified, applies also to the blood from an animal carbon, that if the Kohen collects the blood and puts it into two different vessels, it's also not sanctified. And the Rambam quotes that halacha earlier in Perek Dalit Halacha Ches, but the presentation there is a little different. The Rambam writes, V'chol hazvachim shekibel midamam pachos mikdei hazaya, any carbon where the Kohen put from the blood less than what he needs to do the sprinkling, so again, that means that he collected what he needs, but he spread it out into two different vessels, Lonis Kadesh Adam, that does not sanctify the blood. So the same basic halacha applies both to the flour and the blood, that if it's spread out over two vessels, it does not become sanctified, it needs to all be put in one kli. But the difference is that the Rambam mentions in Perak Yud Gimel that you can correct the situation with the flour by subsequently combining it all together. But he does not mention that correction process earlier in Perak Dalid when he's talking about the blood. So it sounds like there's no way to correct the blood once it's already been put into two different vessels. Unlike the flour where you can then mix it together into one vessel and that corrects the situation and it sanctifies the flour earlier with regards to the blood, the Rambam does not mention that. So Rab Chaim wants to understand why there's a difference between the case of the flour versus the case of the blood. So first, Rab Chaim suggests a technical approach that maybe there is no difference and the Rambam earlier in chapter 4 is just relying on what he's going to clarify later in chapter 13. So that would mean there's no fundamental difference between the blood and the flour. In both cases, if you then mix it together in one vessel, then it becomes sanctified. But the Rambam doesn't have to repeat himself in chapter 4 because he's going to tell us that later on in chapter 13. So that's the first approach that Rab Chaim suggests. And in fact, there are achronim who take that position, the Karen Ora in Zvachim Tzadi Gimel Amad Aleph, as well as in Menachos Zayin Amad Aleph, as well as Rab Meir Simcha in his commentary on the Rambam, the Or Sameach, earlier in chapter 5 of these halachas. So they both assume like Rab Chaim's first technical approach. But Rab Chaim doesn't really like that approach because he says that if you read the Rambam carefully, it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like once the blood's been put into two different vessels, there's no way to correct it anymore. And the reason is because it's equivalent to the case of the blood being spilled on the floor before he gathers it in a vessel, which has no correction. Once the blood falls on the floor before it came into a vessel, so then there's no way to collect it and put it into a vessel. And the Rambam seems to be equating that case to this one where he put the blood into two different kalim. So again, there would be no way to correct it. So there does seem to be a fundamental 
difference between the blood and the flour, that the blood cannot be corrected once it's put into two vessels, whereas in that equivalent case with the flour, it could be corrected and combined. So Rab Chaim asks, how could the Rambam draw this distinction? Because the Gemara in Menachos and Dav Zayin and Dav Chavav specifically learns out the flour from the blood, that if it spills on the floor or if it's put into two different vessels, it's not sanctified. So since the Gemara equates those two cases of blood and flour, how could the Rambam differentiate between them that when it comes to the blood, there's no way to correct it, but when it comes to the flour, you could correct it. Since the Gemara learns out the flour from the blood, so it should follow that if the blood can't be corrected, then the flour also can't be. And Rab Chaim points out that his basic setup of this question comes from the Mishnah Lamelech and his commentary on the Rambam here. He also differentiates, as Rab Chaim does, between the blood and the flour, and he asks the same question, why does the Rambam differentiate when the Gemara learns them out from each other? So basically at this point we have a debate between the Rambam's commentators how to understand the Rambam's views with regards to blood that was put into two vessels. Can it be combined in one vessel and sanctified? According to the Arsameach it could be because that's not the equivalent of the case where the blood fell on the floor. There there's no correction but in two different vessels it could be corrected and the blood is always the same as the flour. According to the Mishnah Lamelech and Rab Chaim once the blood is put into two different vessels, it cannot be corrected. That's the equivalent of the case where it fell on the floor, and the blood is different than the flour, which could be corrected when it was put into two different vessels. Now, for clarity's sake, the flour could not be corrected if it fell on the floor before it went into a vessel. So in that sense, it is the same as the blood, but there's a difference in the case where it was put into two different vessels that the blood cannot be sanctified, whereas the flour could be, and Rab Chaim and the Mishnah Lamelech have to explain why that is. So Rab Chaim's going to propose two different distinctions between the blood and the flour. The first is that the Gemara derives this whole halacha that if the blood falls on the floor, you can't sanctify it from a pasuk. He has to take the blood of the animal. So the Gemara in Zvachim Dafchaf Hei interprets dam mehapar yikablenu. He has to take the blood from the animal, but if it falls on the floor first, then he can't sanctify it. So that's the source for the halacha that if the blood doesn't go straight from the animal into the vessel, then there's no way to sanctify it. So now Rab Chaim asks, how can we equate that halacha to the korban mincha, to the flour? There is no place that the flour is coming from. The flour just shows up in the Beis HaMikdash, but there's no special object which produces the flour the way the animal produces the blood. So how can we equate the halacha of the blood to the korban mincha that the flour has to be accepted from somewhere when there is nowhere that it's coming from. So Rab Chaim explains that we have to say that it's not a literal equation. We can't exactly compare the cases of the flour and the blood because blood comes from an animal. The flour has already been processed and it just shows up in the Beis HaMikdash, but it's not coming from a specific object at the Beis HaMikdash. So what the Gemara means is that the flour can't have been gathered anywhere before it goes into the vessel of the Beis HaMikdash. So that we can derive from the blood that the Kmitzah, once the Kohen gathers it, the next step has to be that it immediately goes into the vessel of the Beis HaMikdash. But if there's any step in between, so if the flower goes anywhere between the time that the Kohen does Kmitzah until it ends up in the vessel of the Beis HaMikdash, so then that's going to be invalid and the flower is not sanctified. So that's how we can derive the flower from the blood that in both cases 
there can't be a break between the gathering and the putting in the vessel of the Beis HaMikdash. And if in either case it falls on the floor, so then that means it's not sanctified. So now, if we follow this through, then there will be a difference between the flower and the blood. Because Rab Chaim points out very cleverly that the hand of the Kohen is obviously not considered a break in terms of the process of the flower. Because the Kohen always picks up the flower, it's in his hand, and then it goes into the Kli. So even though we derive from the blood that a break in the process would invalidate the flower, the exception to that is the hand of the Kohen. If the flower falls on the floor, then it would be a problem. But in the hand of the Kohen, it can never be a problem. Otherwise, you would never be able to do Kamitsa. Kamitsa, by definition, means that it goes into the hands of the Kohen and from there into the Kli. So says Rab Chaim, now we could suggest that the Kli is at least the equivalent of the hand of the Kohen. It's no worse than the hand of the Kohen. So just like the hand of the Kohen won't invalidate the flower, so too being in the Kli won't invalidate the flower, even if that clea is not sanctifying it. So it's true, all of the flower has to end up in the same clea, but if it's in two different vessels in the meantime, that's not going to invalidate it because it's no worse than as if it was sitting in the hand of the Kohen, which also doesn't invalidate it. So that's why the Rambam says that once you combine the two vessels of flour together into one clea, so that corrects the situation, and now that flour has been sanctified. But that's very different from the blood, where the criteria is not that there can't be a break in the process. The criteria is that the blood has to come straight from the animal into the clea. So if there's any break, even the hand of the Kohen, that's going to invalidate the blood. So the criteria of the blood is much stricter than the flower. The flower can't have a real break in the process between the kmitza and ending up in the clea. The blood, on the other hand, has to come straight from the animal into the clea, and any break in that is going to invalidate it. So that's why even sitting in a different clea and then being poured into one clea together is already going to invalidate the blood. And that's precisely why the Rambam says there's no way to correct the blood once it's put into two different kalim. Because there's no leniency as there is with the flower that if it's sitting somewhere else between the animal and the clea, it could still be valid. So being in two different kalim is the equivalent of the blood being spilled on the floor and there's no way to correct it. So that's Rab Chaim's first approach. Now he offers a second approach, which is very similar to the first approach. It's based on a lot of the same ideas, but it goes in a little bit of a different direction. Let's go back to the central distinction that when it comes to the blood, it has to come straight from the animal, as opposed to the flower, which has nowhere that it's coming from. It just can't go anywhere in between the Kohen gathering it and putting it in the Kli. So the main halacha is that there can't be a break in the process of the flower. So if so, says Rab Chaim, when the Kohen puts the flower into two different vessels, even though that doesn't sanctify the flower because it's lacking the full shi'or, all of the flower has to be gathered in the same vessel in order for it to be sanctified. So if it's split into two different vessels, that means it's lacking the proper measurement. So it doesn't become sanctified at that point. But that doesn't invalidate the flower because it's not in an invalid place. We can't say that there was a break in the process when it's sitting in one of the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash. Meaning the process is that it has to go from the Kohen's hand into the vessel of the Beis HaMikdash. And this flower did precisely 
precisely that. Now, it didn't become sanctified because it's lacking the shear, but there's nothing inherently wrong with what was done. It's not like it was put in a place which is invalid. It was put in the right place. It was just not done correctly. So Rab Chaim's distinguishing that in the case of the flower, there's nothing inherently wrong with being put in the clay shares. It's supposed to be in the vessel of the Beis HaMikdash. The problem is that it's missing a shear, but that's not an inherent problem in the process itself. So it doesn't invalidate this flower moving forward. It just means that the first vessel didn't sanctify it. But once he puts them together, so now it does have the shear, so that can correct it, and now the flower is sanctified. This is a common idea that Rab Chaim will have, that there's nothing inherently wrong with something that's missing a shear. There's just a technicality why it's not working, but inherently it was done properly. So the same is true here, that the flower was inherently done properly. It's just missing a shear, but once that technicality is corrected, so then the flower becomes sanctified. But that's not true of the blood, because the blood has to go straight from the animal into the kli. So if there's any break, even if it's sitting in a kli, that's an inherent problem in the process. It's not just a shear that's missing, but the whole process was broken up, because it didn't go from the animal straight into being sanctified by the kli. It just sat in the kli without being sanctified, so that broke up the process. And then when he combines the blood from the two different vessels into one vessel, that's still invalid because the process didn't happen correctly. So when it comes to the blood, if it sits in two different vessels before it becomes sanctified, that's the equivalent of being spilled on the floor and there's no way to correct it. As opposed to the case of the flower, where sitting in the vessel is very different than being spilled on the floor because spilling on the floor is an inherent problem in the process. Sitting in the two vessels is not an inherent break in the process. It's just lacking a shear, which needs to be corrected. But in the case of the blood, sitting in the two vessels is a break in the process. So it's the same as if it was spilled on the floor and there's no way to sanctify it.